Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Greetings, TCC. My name is John Fiscus, and by God's grace, I get to be the visionary leader and founding pastor of Faith Fighters Church Tulare. Pastor Ryan had no one else to preach today, absolutely no one, so he asked me. And honestly, I feel like it's been way too long. Four years, six months, and 21 days to be precise. Maybe you're wondering how I got that number. Either I'm a weird stalker or I got it from your sermon archives on your church website. I'll let you decide. But all joking aside, today I have the privilege of closing out your current sermon series called Back to the Future. And in full full disclosure, I don't even like that movie, but I sure do love the faithfulness of God. And as you know by now, the main theme of this series is the faithfulness of God in the life of his church. And so far, we have looked at Revelations 1, and we have seen how Jesus was, is, and is to come. And then Joshua 4. And now today, I am excited to be unpacking one of my personal favorite passages in all of the Gospels, Matthew 16, 13 through 20, with our key verse being verse 18. This is where King Jesus declares that the very gates of hell will not prevail against his true church. Now, at the beginning of this message, I'd like to give you two powerful realities that we will keep coming back to during our time together today. If you don't remember anything else from this message, Remember these two things. Number one, Satan has and will try to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. And number two, Satan has and will fail. Praise be to God Almighty for his great faithfulness in building and sustaining of his ecclesia. Now, please open up your Bibles to Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20. We will read the text all the way through and then we will break it down in chunks. Beginning in verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Now let's go back to uh, our first verse, verse 13. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do the people say the son of man is? Basically, what Jesus is asking his disciples here is, what is the word on the streets regarding who the people outside of this circle say that I am? What is the cultural climate regarding my identity? And in verse 14, the disciples give their answer. They say, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And and, and for them to say uh, that some thought... Uh, He was John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah. Uh, This was actually giving Jesus props for these men were national reformers in Israel, each of them accomplishing great things in their own right and respect. But they are still falling grossly short of who Jesus really is. See, every major world religion has something to say about who Jesus is. And every world religion outside of Christianity gets it horribly wrong. John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, they were all but men created by God and for God and could do nothing without him. 
So here's the question for you. Do you know what the cultural climate is around you? Do you know what the word on the street is of who people say that Jesus is in this city, in this neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your place of business, in your circle of influence, and even your own family? I can guarantee that every person in in the city of Tulare has an opinion as to who they say Jesus is, but only one leads to salvation. Now, maybe you're wondering why it even matters what somebody else thinks about Jesus. Well, the church exists to bring glory to God. And one of the ways that we do this is by preaching the gospel to the least of these and to the lost people in our cities and to the ends of the earth. And for us to be winsome in winning men, women, and children over to the Lord, we need to become practitioners of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And for this to happen, we must know the cultural climate around us. So I ask you, do you know the cultural climate around you. Let's keep going. Verse 15, Jesus says to them, but who do you say that I am? Jesus opened with an important question and what followed was an even more important question. It's absolutely critical that we know the cultural climate around us of who people say Jesus is, but before we can ever be winsome, we need to be one. And so the greater question is, who do you say that Jesus is? When the time comes for us to stand before God Almighty, it will not matter who our mama said Jesus was. All that will matter is who did you say that Jesus was? We must all make our own confession of who Jesus is. And in verse 16, Peter gives his. He says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now it's absolutely critical that we understand verse 17, or we will get our key verse, verse 18, horribly wrong. Let's read verse 17. And Jesus answered and blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And then to our key verse, verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How many know that a building is only as good as its foundation? If you got a poor foundation, it does not matter how nice your building is because at some point your building is going to collapse probably sooner than later. So what is to be the foundation of the church of Jesus Christ that the gates of hell will not prevail against? Is Jesus saying that he will build his church on Peter? The problem with this interpretation is that just a few chapters later on, Peter denies Christ three times. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm Jesus, I am not building my church on the back of no unpredictable, unreliable man like Peter, which is all of us, by the way. We are all more like Peter than we think. So what then? If it's not Peter, then is Jesus saying that he will build his church upon Peter's confession? I guess if all I had were these two choices to choose from, I would go with the latter. But praise God, there is a third interpretation. In verse 17, Jesus tells Peter that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, 
but my father who is in heaven. In other words, Peter did not come to this conclusion by himself, but the father revealed it to him. In other words, if the father had not revealed this to Peter, he would not have known this truth. And he would be like everybody else saying that Jesus was like John the Baptist come back from the dead or Elijah or Jeremiah. And as a result, Peter would have no salvation for salvation is found in Christ and in Christ alone. Essentially, what Jesus is saying is that I am going to build my church upon myself and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Praise be to God Almighty for his great faithfulness in the building and sustaining of his church. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus doesn't need me to build his church as a church planner. I have the tendency uh, from time to time to act as if the weight of the church, the weight of the world is on my shoulders, as if I have to have a solution for every single dilemma and challenge. Maybe you can relate. The good news is that Jesus is the architect of his church and he is building her up and sustaining her all the way through. The enemy of our souls has tried to destroy the church since forever and the enemy of our souls has failed. The enemy of our souls will try and the enemy of our souls will fail. Faith Fighters Church as of today is two and a half years old and we are one church in two cities. We have our Tulare campus and in January of this year, our Tulare campus planted a Riverside campus. And in addition to our two church plants, we have started two men's discipleship homes, which by the way, TCC, Thank you so much for your prayers and generosity because we could not do this without you. Now, some of you know that today's Faith Fighter Church is, is actually a 2.0 of a church that was initially planted almost five years ago, back in the day when, when Daniel Tierman was your pastor. And at that time, I was married to a beautiful woman of God named Dee Dotson, who is now uh, at home with the Lord. All of 2017, I was working with Pastor Daniel on launching this church, which was supposed to launch in January 2018. And then out of nowhere, one fateful day in October of 2017, my then wife was forced into emergency labor and would eventually die six weeks later as a result of giving birth to our beautiful daughter, Carter Stone. When Dee passed away, I was three weeks from my scheduled launch of Faith Fighters. Instead of taking a season to grieve and heal, I ended up launching the church, and a year later, I ended up in a Christian rehab. I started drinking to deal with my pain and grief, and within three months of me coming back after the rehab, I had to resign from my position in the church as I started to drink again. And then about six months after my resignation, the church dissolved. The enemy will try, and the enemy will fail. After a year of restoration, I was given the opportunity to plant again. This would have been two and a half years ago. And today the church is twice as strong as it was then. And not only is it twice as strong, but it's twice as big with two campuses in two different cities, with two men's homes, all coming out of the darkest and hardest season of my life. The enemy will try and the enemy will fail. As far as what the future looks like for the Faith Fighter movement, myself and my family are gearing up to move to Visalia next year to plant our third Faith Fighters location. And none of this would be possible without the faithfulness of God, for he is the architect of his church and he will sustain her all the way through. Now, as I close, I want to close with this encouragement. 
as you guys celebrate your 50-year anniversary, I want to encourage you to keep living into your identity as Tulare Community Church. I want to encourage you to keep embracing your city. Keep planting churches that plant churches. Keep looking to the Lord, for he is the architect and builder of his church. And remember, no matter what comes our way in this life, come hell or high water, we can know with all certainty that because Jesus is faithful, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, because he does not change, the gates of hell, although they come, they will not prevail. May the Lord Jesus bless you and keep you as you continue to go his way. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.